What's up, everyone? We're here for Locked On Bucks on a Tuesday. Camille is alongside me. Uh, we're going to continue to discuss Giannis chasing history. The games are counting down in the regular season, but he's getting very close to Kareem in the scoring title, so we'll discuss that. Uh, also, Bucks and Sixers. It's always fun when the Bucks play the Sixers, so we'll look ahead to that game there. And then we have some questions from you guys about the other teams in the East and what they're doing. Why are teams struggling? And Boston just had a major injury today as well. So we'll discuss all that. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. Joining me, as always, once a week, Camille Davis from Locked On Bucks, but also from the Technical Foul Podcast. If you want to expand you know, away from basketball to, to other aspects of life, other sports, then make sure you <laughs> check out Camille and the crew over the Technical Foul Podcast as well. They record on Tuesday nights. So Go listen to those guys over there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Today's episode is brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own efficiently, officially licensed great moments from NBA history. Sign up today at lockdown.nbatopshot.com. Of course, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first listen of every day. Uh, and uh, look, people are starting to get a bit excited. They're starting to get ramped up for the postseason. I think we're starting to get ramped up for the postseason here as well, Camille. And it starts tomorrow with the Bucks and the Sixers, who, depending on how you feel about it, we discussed this a couple of weeks ago, one of the Bucks' biggest rivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's really funny looking at like how the season's going in. Like, I've been talking about it the last few times I've been on here, but the standings race is absolutely fascinating right now. Like, who would have thought that uh, the Celtics would go from 11 to first at this, at this point. But this Philly-Milwaukee game is a really big game for the standings right now because all these records are deadlocked. And a win for us and a loss for them creates a lot of separation at this point in the season. A lot is relative, but we only got two weeks left. So every game is magnified at this point. So looking forward to a really, really good game. Philly's always a tough place to play as well because those fans, they will bring it. So you got to be on your A game with that. But it appears that the Bucks will have a healthy squad from what I've been able to see. Uh, so that's good news going into there because the Bucks without Drew Holiday uh, tend to look like a, a ship that needs a different captain <laughs> or something like that. So um, happy to see that Drew will be back because this is a really big game for the Bucks in the playoff seating. Yeah, four and ten without Drew Holiday. I mentioned that on yesterday's show, but the latest injury report that we have as we're recording this at just after seven PM Monday night Central Time. Uh, no Drew Holiday on the injury report. No Chris Middleton on the injury report. Giannis is probable for this game uh, with the knee soreness, which. Uh, let's be honest, at this time of year, for the last five years, he's been carrying knee soreness. So this is something that we've mm-hmm. come to expect. Not that if you're a Bucks fan, you perhaps feel any less alarmed about it anytime you see knee and Giannis. But this is something that he's had to work through 
And I don't think anyone's surprised that he's missing some games towards the back end of the season. But at this point, it looks like all those guys are going to play. And on the Philly side, uh, no James Harden or Joel Embiid on the injury report there either. So I think both of these teams, again, when you look at the standings and all four teams, Miami, Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee are all tied on 28 losses with whatever it is, seven games to play. Uh, Then I think at this point, if you were if you were desperate for the four seed, then of course you could try and lose this game. But it's so close right now that it's actually almost impossible to be trying to play any funny games anyway. Because it's whether you go through the one to the four seed, and then you look at the the five to the eight seed, which is constantly changing anyway. I think trying to plan ahead it doesn't really make sense. I think you just go and try and win the game. And the Bucks and the Sixers have played close games in the past. I think that there is a healthy level of angst, and then you throw in James Harden there, who. Uh, clearly doesn't necessarily uh, enjoy Giannis, then I think there's some ingredients for some chaos. You got to love that. And I've been really looking forward to this game because I just want to see how we match up with the James Harden, Joel Embiid version of the 76ers because we haven't gotten a chance to to see this rendition of the team yet. So I'm very excited to see that, uh, see how they match up with us. And like you were mentioning, just looking at the standings, even if you're trying to dodge a team on the back end, as you mentioned, the the records are so close there too. Like you could be trying to dodge somebody and end up just walking right in, right into a yeah. matchup with them because it, it just it's just too close. So at this point, really all you can do is worry about your team, making sure that you're healthy. And when you're playing these games, you're going out and trying to get a win, um, trying to build momentum going into the playoffs. One thing that's been interesting to me too when looking at it is like, We've made comments about like, oh yeah, they're resting so and so, and this team's resting so and so. But then you look at the Bucks, for example, and you see some guys are getting these injury designations, and it's time to just make sure that you're healthy for this stretch run here. And it doesn't seem like the Bucks are interested in taking any rest against teams that you know are oh. also top of the East as well. So they're they're trying to get these wins. It looks like, and I appreciate that aspect of it because. No, no reason to play scared. You don't want to play around with basketball karma or anything like that too. So. I just like going out there, competing as hard as you can, trying to get a win. And again, <clears throat> really, really, really cannot wait to see uh, us against the Harden and B set. Like that's just like two villain Bucks villains right there, Harden and B together. Like it's it's magical. It should be on national TV, but not this time. Well, it's going to be interesting this version of the Sixers because. If you try and compare it to potentially what you were looking at last year with Brooklyn, with James Harden, obviously, if you looked at a full-strength Brooklyn team, then you had to also contend with Kyrie Irving. So you asked yourself the question, okay, well, what does Drew Holiday do? At least now, I think with this Philly team, it's clear-cut that you say, well, Drew, you're going to play on James Mm -hmm. Harden. Brook Lopez is back in the lineup. And remember, last time we saw these two teams play, it's not a... Bobby Porter's did a fine job, but he's not as big as Brooke Lopez. And Joel Embiid is an absolutely monstrously huge human. So having Brooke Lopez back in the fold and then perhaps Serge Barker will see what Bud does uh, with these rotations from the big man stuff. But I, I'm more curious about where Tyrese Maxey fits into this. Mm-hmm. Last time these two teams played, Maxey went off in the second quarter and he has had a legitimately great season for a guy from the position that he's come from uh, relative to expectations. So then, and we've discussed a lot about Grayson Allen, but if they go with James Harden and they play, I don't know how uh, much he's played alongside Tyrese Maxey, but if they have those two on there, I am curious to see whether they do go to Drew Holiday and Javon Carter or Drew Holiday and George Hill. And perhaps Javon Carter is a better option with a guy as much speed 
and and quickness as Tyrese Maxi, but whether they they go to those types of matchups from a defensive point of view, it's going to be interesting interesting to see. And James Harden hasn't exactly been at his best. I thought that he could have lasted twenty five games plus playoffs and have a fully motivated run. Uh, it doesn't appear so. No, it, it really doesn't. And you mentioning the fact that the Bucks can bring out Carter, we can bring out Hill, like we have Wes. I love the availability of options that the Bucks have to throw out there. You can see if something is working or not and then try something else. Uh, but having Brooke back is going to be huge in this matchup because, as you mentioned, Joel Embiid is just a monster of a man. Luckily, so is Brooke Lopez. So it's big body against big body there. Um, and with the guard rotation, I was reading through some of the YouTube comments and I think I recall somebody mentioning the fact that they just think Wes has just been out here just running around. Like it has just not, it has not been good for Wes. And I can understand someone looking at that and saying it because I've mentioned on this show as well before, like offensively, Wes has, has not looked great uh, since we picked him up. Like he had that little splurt at the beginning. um, But since then he has cooled off considerably. So I feel like defensively some matchups work better for him than others. We'll be curious to see if Maxi is one that works well for him, where he's able to stay in front, uh, just be a little bit of a nuisance and bother him. But I like the options that we have here. In addition, I'm really looking forward to seeing how many points Giannis gets because it's something about Giannis playing in Philly where or against Philly where he just he turns it up. Like not to say that he doesn't at any other time, but it feels to me like when it's a Philly matchup, Giannis tends to to show up a little bit more. Okay, I have a question about Giannis and scoring, uh, and I'm going to get to that after we talk about NBA Top Shot, which is the uh, officially licensed, uh, what do we want to call this? It's, it's the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. That's what it is. It's part trading cards, part stock market, and part fantasy sports with a built-in loyalty program. NBA Top Shot has evolved and uh, evolved to trading cards and makes it easier to buy, sell, and trade by removing the hassle of card grading, shoe boxes, binders, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that personally, I, I I was not good with uh, with cards. I, I I could never keep them in in good nick. I'm not uh, hmm. not meticulous enough with my with my cards. But they're 24 seven peer to peer marketplace. Lets you scroll through all of your favorite players and teams. Once you find the moment you've been looking for, you can buy it in a couple of clicks. Only an NBA Top Shot moments can get you access to unbuyable once-in-a-lifetime experiences. For example, last year Top Shot flew out a group of fans to Phoenix for Game 5 of the NBA Finals uh, just for having Phoenix Suns moments in their collection. And if they had Phoenix Suns moments in their collection, maybe that was a sad Game 5 for that crew. So uh, sorry, sorry to hear that, guys. But the following week, Top Shot flew out a group of fans to New York for the NBA Draft. And these collectors got to have dinner with a few, with four future first-round picks the night before they were drafted and play basketball with the New York Knicks, Obi Toppin. All we have to do is head to lockedon.nbatopshot.com to start building your collection today. That's NBA Top Shot. And our friends over at... Uh, well, wait on a second here. Uh, uh, there's a bit of confusion. No, no, we're all right. True Bill. <laughs> well, speaking of confusion, it's perfect that True Bill is the next uh, read here because uh, I mentioned last week that I randomly started getting charged by a Milwaukee gym. Uh, and if this is the type of problems that you find yourself in, then Truebill is the app for you. It helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. But Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And Truebill Concierge is there when you need them to cancel 
those subscriptions so you don't have to. If you forget about it, they've got you covered. It has over 2 million users and helps save over $100 million. That's, uh, that's a lot of money right there. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Could save you thousands a year. Giannis and scoring. You mentioned that he's had some big games against the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, he has. He had the 50 uh, points in Milwaukee in the, the infamous Ben Simmons baby game. And as we currently sit here right now, I think that it's looking pretty grim for the scoring title. He's at uh, around 29.7 points per game. Uh, LeBron, let's face it, the Lakers have nothing else to play for. So he's just out there padding stats in games that they're getting blown out. Although he does have an ankle injury right now. Mm-hmm. And I did I did just read before we came on here, I saw a tweet. I guess he has to play three more games to qualify for the NBA scoring title. So mm. trust me, LeBron's going to, he's going to fit it in. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no doubt that he is going to fit it in. So don't worry. But the Lakers have an incredibly hard schedule on the way home. On the way home. We were just looking at that. So they're in danger of missing the playing tournament, which would be pretty funny. But I think LeBron is probably going to win the scoring title at this point. So what we then turn our attention to, if you're Frank Madden, you turn your attention to what does he need to do to get the 30 points per game? A 50-point game against the Sixers tomorrow would certainly be helpful, but he's also 79 points behind Kareem for the all-time scoring franchise record with the Milwaukee Bucks. So my question to you, can he score 80 points against the Sixers today? (laughs) Uh, I'm sure... Can he? Sure. Uh, is it likely or probable? I I don't I don't see that one happening. Love to be proved wrong here. Go ahead, drop an eighty ball. Giannis would love to see that um, in a win. But the fact that he is closing in on this record, which I feel like more people have been paying attention to, as I've seen Justin tweeting about it a bit. I've seen Frank talking about it. So now I'm seeing more Bucks fans recognizing the fact that Giannis is coming for uh, this particular record from Kareem, which. Kareem is absolutely ridiculous, the numbers that he was able to put up in his time in Milwaukee, because it was, what, six seasons? Like, it was <laughs> – he did so much in such a short period of time that it, it's it's kind of amazing. But uh, to see Giannis from what he was when he came into the league – I remember the video goes around now when him and his parents, and he's pointing to all the, you know, retired numbers. And I remember seeing that in, in real time going, like, that's really cute. Like, I love that about him, like – Aim for the stars, Giannis, and now he's he's upon the stars. Like he's top seventy-five in NBA history. He's approaching on on this record that he should be able to break. I would think this season, unless they decide to rest him uh, considerably down the stretch here. So that'll be really really nice to see joining uh, you know, his buddy Chris Middleton at the top of some record books for the Bucks, which is really cool. Although he already has a few with free throws and blocks, and I think defensive rebounds as well. So. Just another record for Giannis to add uh, into his resume, which will continue to get longer because as long as he is healthy and playing for the Bucs, there are going to be a few more records that he's able to smash along the way as well. Yeah, you mentioned he's in the NBA or he was in the NBA 75. I think by the end of this season, depending on what awards he picks up, depending on what he does in the postseason, he's pretty much going to be undisputed top 20 all-time and he's still only 27 years old at this time. So it is ridiculous. Now, everyone knows that I love Ray Allen. In fact, I'm wearing a like a Ray Allen shirt right now as we nice. do this podcast. So I, I love Ray Allen. But I do have a little bit of a laugh now. And this was a couple of years ago in the podcast. The Bucks obviously hadn't won a title. I think Giannis was 
first moving into the MVP discussion, and we definitely discussed it on this podcast, the idea of, geez, it's a shame that you know, Giannis is wearing 34 and Ray Allen wore 34. And what do you do with the retired numbers? Well, look, as much as I love Ray Allen, sorry, dude, but that it, it's now the Bucks have moved into a yeah. different era as a franchise. You're no longer in the conversation to have your number retired. And, and I think that's fair enough. I don't think we should be handing out uh, numbers getting retired. We saw what Marcus Johnson and what he did over a longer period of time, certainly historically with the franchise. And that was a long time coming for him to have his number retired. Ray, again, you know, the guy that made me love basketball, yeah. but but I'm sorry. I, I think it's probably right that uh, he's not going up there. Yeah, you know, uh, a few years ago, we had a question on our podcast. Where we asked, you know, just listeners saying, at this point, who's who's had a better Bucks career, Giannis or, or Ray Allen? And the answers were fascinating at the time. I think this was 2019 we asked this. So I think right around the time Giannis was really ascending. And at the time, the vault leaned towards Ray Allen. And I remember saying on the show, I think this will be the last time that we say that, you know, yeah, Ray yeah. Allen's Bucks career uh, was better than Giannis's. And Giannis has exactly done that. He has taken off. Now, I don't know. I've never seen someone retire like a number with two people. I'm not sure if that's a thing or if Ray Allen's even interested in such a thing. But at this point, when I hear 34, my first thought goes to Giannis. Like he won us the championship. He's got the two MVPs, defense player of the year. Like the hardware and what he's been able to do for the city Fiserv is really like the arena that Giannis built. So I'm sorry to Ray because similar to you, Ray Allen made me a big Bucks fan. Like I was a Jordan kid when Jordan retired, didn't know where I was going to go. Saw Ray Allen play and jumped right back onto the Bucks bandwagon. So um, a lot of love for Ray, but Giannis has just ascended to a different level at this point. Well, he has. And I think that the other point that just when you look at historically how people are going to look back on the franchise, you look at a guy like Chris Middleton, who is going to dwarf everything, basically everything anyone's done for the franchise outside of, uh, you know, really Kareem and Giannis, probably when you talk at the volume of points. I mean, we discussed it a few weeks ago. It is legitimately real and in play that Chris will pass Kareem for points. And yes, there's been more years, but just for body of work. I think I think that's, you don't want to be the Oklahoma City Thunder retiring Nick Collison and that sort of stuff. Let's keep it. Let's keep this a prestigious yeah. group, particularly in this era now in the Giannis era, where uh, you hope that there's more than uh, the one title coming along here. So just to look at the schedule, then so 79 games. So based on his averages, that would suggest probably three games he would do it. As much as yeah. we would, you know, love to see a, a tribute to Kobe with 81 points to pass Kareem, that would be sensational. But I'm going to bet against that. But the next two games are on the road uh, with Philly and then Brooklyn. But then they return home. And it would be kind of fun to see this happen at home. Again, you know, selfishly, it would be very fun if he gets it in the next two games because it means that he's just absolutely blown up and done something crazy. Uh, but you then have the Clippers and the Mavericks, the so two games uh, there at home. So maybe uh, that's where it looks a little bit more realistic. What if he does it with Jason Kidd in the house? You think Jason Kidd will like make a <laughs> make a speech uh, during this game or take some credit or what do we think? You know, what, what's funny is I'm trying to imagine how Giannis will react because, yeah. you know, during the game, he's always so focused on the game itself. I'm not sure how he would enjoy like the stoppage of play and the pageantry. Will they stop of, like, the, you think the they'll stop the game? If they're home, I would think that they would at least during like the next stoppage of break, like recognize the fact that he is now the Sorry. franchise leader in points. Like they have to, you have to do something for him. I'm not sure if he'll react to it, but I can see Jason Kidd at least, you know, 
giving a little little clap clap or something like that and maybe afterwards just saying you know you know when I had them you know I saw the potential in them and it's so great to see them achieve it but I mean kid had a had a role in in Giannis's development so I will give him that but uh, yeah Giannis has just the he has just an amazing combination of talent, genetics, work ethic, and then the development that the Bucks were able to surround him with. It's been it's been fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to it. I would love for him to do this um, at the Clippers game because I think I'm going to go to that one. So uh, selfishly, hey, would like to see it in person. When it comes to sports and fandom, you there's you have every right to be selfish. I always say that, and yeah, I. They're definitely going to do something, by the way, in a timeout or something like that. I'm, but I, I was just—I meant uh, in terms of stopping the game. They're not going to stop the oh, game. Yeah, like, yeah, they're not—they're not going to go Steph Curry, you know, three points, <laughs> three point style, or LeBron when he eventually passes at the all-time scoring list. I don't think they're going to go down that path. But without doubt, they'll have some sort of, you know, video package or tribute something during a timeout, which is going to be really, really fun to see. And just, uh, just the latest historical. Mark that Giannis is going to cross uh, in his in his run with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we did get a question from someone regarding the confidence level in the Bucks winning the title. Uh, we saw mm-hmm. something happen around the league today, which tells you why you can never be too confident about anything. We're going to get to that after I talk about Rock Auto, because with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? and then wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so just save money. 30%, 50%, 100% more. 100% saving sounds pretty damn nice to me. Rock Auto is a family business as well, so that's always a nice aspect. You can go online. I've done it. You can search through the catalog. Even if you're like me and know nothing about cars, you'll be able to find exactly what you need there. So just go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So Dave on Twitter, at BuckFanForLife3, asked the question from 1 to 10, how confident are you that the Bucks are going to win the title? Now, those that have listened to me for a long time. First of all, we'll know that generally I like to take the optimistic side of things, the the, the long range approach. But they were also know that last year I said I don't think the Bucks are winning the title, and they'll also know that I said this year that I think it's a long shot that the Bucks win the title. Now that is not that's not a knock on the Bucks. It's just a nod to how ridiculously stupid and hard it is to win a title, and how long the postseason is, and all the things that can happen in between. And we've been through it. The Bucs were lucky in some aspects last year, not just with opposition injuries, which you saw in the Brooklyn series, but that Giannis is the person that he is and was able to keep playing. Like That playoff series felt like six months long, the playoff run that the Bucs went on. So my, I, my bet is always, if you're asking me one team or the field, you take the field every single time. The Suns are on fire. They're a very good team. But again historically, and we've seen this with the Bucs, if you're the number one seed, there isn't a great track record of number one seeds winning the title either. So there's just so many things that can go wrong. I do think that the Bucs and the Suns, if I had to, if I had to put money on who was making the finals, I think we're running it back because I do think that the Suns and the Bucs are the least troublesome teams, whether it's distractions, whether it's variability with stars. I think you generally know what you're going to get from the Bucs players uh, 
the, the guys that they have, there's no trouble in the locker room. So I think the Bucks are in a really good spot. But we saw some news today from the Boston Celtics, who, as you mentioned, have been on fire, Camille. Crazy. They were three games below 500 this year, in 2022, this calendar year. And now they're, they're on top of the East. But now they lose Robert Williams. And he has been a key to the defense. And he might not be back this year, but he probably almost certainly won't be back. Probably almost certainly. I don't think I can say those three words together. <laughs> Robert Williams probably almost certainly won't be back for the first round of the playoffs, which who knows who they could face there. The defense takes a major hit. And this is why there's so many things that can go wrong. But all things level, all things healthy, I think the Bucks are in a great spot. You know, I agree with you. Um, during the season, like after All-Star break, kind of took a look and made my my finals prediction. Like you said, if I had to make a prediction, I actually picked Phoenix, Milwaukee to run it back. Um, the way Phoenix has been playing this season, they we knew they were a good team. We knew that last year. That's how they made the finals. And they felt disrespected uh, this season. You know, I mean, AD himself was talking about how, you know, the only reason the Suns were able to win was because he was hurt. And it's like Chris Paul was also hurt during that series. Like, that, like that's nonsensical, but I'll leave that there. This is not locked on sun. So they're doing their thing over there for sure. And in the East, the East is tougher than it has been in, in years. There are teams, like it's open. I can understand why you can make an argument for uh, Miami winning, for Boston if you wanted to, for Brooklyn, for Philly, for Milwaukee. I can understand the argument with it, but personally – I still think that Giannis is the best player that, that you'll see on the floor in most of these series. You can argue about if it'd be him or Kevin Durant in a, in a Brooklyn series, but that tier is so close there where it's, it's like, okay, if Giannis isn't the best player here and you say it's KD, he's not that far behind him. The skill sets are different, but the talent is undeniable. So I feel really good about the Bucks' chances. And I was actually just rewatching game seven uh, against Brooklyn, in the playoffs before we started recording. And if Drew Holiday can just give us his regular season output, if Chris Middleton can play as he has been since All-Star break, if Giannis continues to be Giannis, he seems to step it up in the big moments as well. I feel confident about the Bucks' chances here because even when looking at that series, we only went six deep, really. Like, Brent Forbes had a few minutes and Thanasis had a minute. But, like, thinking of playing our top guys, heavy minutes, I feel really, really good about that, especially with the confidence level that these guys have been playing with. Pat Connaughton is better than he was last season. This championship boost that you hear of about, like, the confidence levels and all of that seems so real with this Bucks team. Like you see them being confident. You see in fourth quarters now where they're like, okay, it's it's time, it's time to do this right now. And you see in the big games when they're up for it all the way through how scary and dangerous this team can be. We have a healthy Brooke Lopez back who, to his admission, best he's felt in years. I don't know how true that is, but he looks good. So I'm I'm happy to see him looking good. Javon Carter has been a plus. Having George Hill back is a plus. I like the bench better than I did last year, as we talked about, I think, last week. So this Bucks team, we're going to miss P.J. for sure, but I think the overall sum of the team is better than last year's overall sum of the team. So last year we won a championship. Not saying it's guaranteed this year, but I'm saying that I like our chances. Against any matchup in the East, I'm not going to be afraid or terrified that we're going to lose. 
having a tougher, you know, road to the finals would suck because of course I want us to get there. The easiest way, the path of least resistance is cool with me. But if we have to go through a more difficult path, I feel confident in the Bucks being able to make a fight out of it. That's all you can really ask for because anything can happen in a seven game series. And I feel like the Bucks have a chance to win any series that they're in. Uh, lots of questions about the defensive side of the ball as well. And all I will say is if you look at, the Bucks' defense in this regular season, you take into account that obviously Brook Lopez wasn't there for the bulk of the regular season. A number that still just sticks out to me, the Bucks' defensive, uh, the Bucks' defensive rating in last year's regular season, 110.4. Now, they were the ninth-ranked defense with that 110.4 defensive rating last year. This year, uh, they are one... Oh, sorry, I've completely messed that up. 110.4 this year for the 13th ranked defense last year, they were ninth, but they had a 110.7. So the defense defensive hmm. rating across the bulk of the regular season, there's lots of different variables that go into that, but the defense is essentially the same through the regular season. That's why this comes back to the optimistic side of me. I'm not worried about the defense uh, because we've seen in fourth quarters in big games, when you have Drew, when you have Giannis, when you have Brooke Lopez out there, you can mix and match other guys. You know, Obviously, Pat is, is a valuable defender. I do have faith in Wesley Matthews. I'm not worried about the defense. This team can turn it up. They've, they've learned valuable lessons in previous seasons about what can happen when you go all out every single night. And I had someone else ask me, what's going on with Miami? Why is Miami struggling now? I mean, yes, there's the stuff that we've been talking about that they've been arguing with each other. So this team has busted their ass every single night for the entire regular season. The Bucs have learnt, whether it's frustrating for the fans or not, and Giannis in particular has learnt. There's not to say that he doesn't play hard every night, but you can pick and choose your battles. You can pick and choose when is the time to go all out, particularly on the defensive end. So I don't have any concerns. I think this is going to be a, an excellent defensive team again in the postseason. They have all the pieces. There's no reason why they wouldn't. There's no reason why they shouldn't. They've got the same players. So I'm very confident that this is going to be a, a defense that can carry a team to a long postseason run. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And your Miami point is funny because you've mentioned before in the past how regular season Miami's just really trying harder. Yeah. And how is that going to look in the playoffs when everyone is trying harder at the same time? So Miami, some people are trying to blow up that that whole argument thing and Spo throwing the clipboard and everything that came with that. But And I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, to me, I saw that and I was like, ooh, interesting. Like, ooh, yeah. some drama. But realistically, it, it that stuff kind of stuff happens. You just don't normally see it happen. So it was entertaining as a Bucks fan to see like the heat having arguments, but I don't really, I didn't think of it as that big of a deal. They have lost, I think four straight as of this recording at this point. So there's a little skit there. They've lost some, some games. I did not expect them to lose during that time frame. but um, not worrying about the Miami heat right now, only worrying about the Milwaukee Bucks and what we have in front of us. And to what you said, I'm not too worried about the defense. Um, maybe when we get to the playoffs, some people will point back, like, how did you not see these signs? And it's like, this was a weird regular season. It was a really weird season. Between the injuries and COVID and all the different lineup, like mixed matches that we had to deal with, no Brook, there's just been a lot of different moving pieces. And my hope was that over the last two weeks, we'd be able to kind of see them kind of come together, get an idea of what they look like. But as we talked about, they might rest some guys, but we've been able to see what this team looks like since all-star break. And this team has looked a little bit different since the break than they did before. And I think that's just realizing that, Hey, we're gearing up for the playoffs. It's time. It's time to really lock in. Let's get this done. So 
looking forward to seeing them do that. And I didn't even mention Bobby. Like Bobby uh, has also improved this year. So looking forward to seeing playoff Bobby and having fans the whole way through and all these different dynamics and things that we weren't able to see last year in full, but uh, we will this year. And I'm just excited for the playoffs. I like, like this is going to be a great playoffs. Look, it's, this regular season has been a grind for me as well doing this podcast. I can I can admit that. I can be open with everyone listening. There's been times where I've said, really, we're at game 20, 60 games to go until we get the playoff excitement again. But I'm starting to get fired mm-hmm. up. Miami are blowing out Sacramento as we speak. So they'll probably snap uh, okay. that that winning streak there. But um, but we'll see. It's going to be chaos the next week or so. Uh, we'll be back for post-game after Bucks and Sixers. That's a bit of an earlier tip, I guess, Eastern time. So 6 p.m. Central. Make sure you check that out. Or are prepared. For the earlier tip and then we'll be back with the post game pod uh also check out the locked on nba podcast uh, for everything that's going on around the league tonight probably reaction to the celtics and what's going on there they're losing to toronto at halftime as we're recording this as well so uh it is going to be fascinating down the stretch but check out the locked on nba podcast uh, for everything across the league and then other than that we will be back after the game for camille and myself camille will be back next week you all know that until then catch you guys